Welcome everybody and guess what? This is another amazing intuitive, no not intuitive, what's the right word? Ingenious, no. Sparkling, no. Just a, a potpourri of thoughts and stuff that you might know as stirring the pot. Do, 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 do. Wait, that's the Twilight Zone. Fuck it. Man, I'm always fucking this shit up, son. Oh, all right, let's just get into the goddamn show. Ooh, the, the, the show. I can't be saying those bad words. Not God mm, anything. Because I have some special people listening. And they would kick my ass if I said the wrong thing. That being said, listen up to a whole bunch of wrong things coming up next. Oh my. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a Stirring the Pot revival. Yes, it has been long overdue. My goodness. My brother, you know I was stirring the pot just before we started stirring this pot up. <laughs> Indeed. Quite literally, while Quite I'm literally. over here just starving, you over there having a feast. Well, you know, some people got it like that. Some people got to starve, and sometimes you got to feast. It's a little bit of ebb and flow, ebb and flow. That's what keeps, you know, the variety of life, the spice of life going. So what's My, up with you, Dewan? Oh, uh, nothing much, man. I just literally woke up from a nap uh, in the middle of watching Sneaky Pete. I got a little sneaky myself and yeah, took, a, <laughs> took a, a couple of rests. Yeah, but, you know, I'm... I'm up and performing. I'm back. I guess this heat got turned on finally at our apartment complex. So the brother felt a little good under all that heat. You know, it's getting cozy. I got to say that that fall weather, you just want to snuggle up with your pumpkin spice something or other. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wherever you are out there, lady, oh. this couch is empty and calling you. <laughs> Yo, you know, now that I'm looking, my couch is empty too. Shit. I guess we're both in the same situation. How have you been, sir? I'm well rested, like yourself. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, working, working on the physique a little bit. You know, for the fans, making sure you know when we do get the fans, I'm gonna have the physique to be able to. I don't know, whatever. So uh, that's going well. Which you actually, you have the fans, trust me. You <laughs> have the fans. But I tell you what, Juan, not for nothing. The starving, that shit works. That's what. That's like the number one thing. <laughs> <laughs> You want to lose weight? Just don't eat. That's. I mean, it's the cheapest option. You don't don't even need worry about it. Just stop eating right there. It's gonna be good. Um, so that definitely works. A little bit of uh, working out, you know, a little bit of like the, the usual that I do. But now I'm I, I'm amping it up. I'm actually turning turning up the heat, man. I'm gonna turn up the heat and actually do a lot more working out and a lot more eating. See uh, see if I can build any muscle at my old age. Yeah, yeah, you you put on your vision board, bang, I seen. So that's that's what you're aspiring to, man. Halloween 2018, everybody be ready. I don't I don't I think it's going to be like 2020. Let's be a little <laughs> Let's keep it real, but you know, as long as I work on the voice, right? Do you know what Yeah, <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't know if that's like bane or like uh, you know, them Irish Irish guys after a few few uh, shots of whiskey, one or the other, but it's it's all good. We'll you know we'll figure it out. Shit, by the time it's Halloween, we'll figure it out. Yeah, man. Um, so much has changed since 
we last uh, made an episode. Oh, my God. I think there have been like 10 Anchor updates since then, so I can't even keep up. Um, yeah, man. I then went from beard to high top fade now. No beard. It's, it's a lot has changed. Seriously. And it's, it, you know what the funny thing is? All those looks were good looks. It's like, oh, sh- all right, all right, all right. You know, like it keeps on getting better. So I like the, the uh, are we going to call it an evolution or what? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll call it an evolution in style and mm-hmm. appearance, all that shit and above. Sharp, looking sharp, getting, getting a lot of, so wait, wait, let me ask you this, though. Have you noticed uh, the ladies coming out of the woodwork trying to comment on you like, mm, mm, you know, this and that or what? I noticed it a tiny bit more. I have been getting some, you know, looks and I'm like, okay, I appreciate you. Let me kiss your hand. And they <laughs> slap me. <laughs> <laughs> they just playing hard to get. You know how it goes. They can't, they, you know. <laughs> exactly. But it's good that you're a gentleman with kissing the hand. That I that even I appreciate. So that's a good look for sure. No doubt about it. You know what? Yeah. Yo, yo, why don't you let me know what's on your mind, Juan, while I turn on the fan in this house and you get tired of here. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, I was thinking, man, I was like, you know what's funny? We had a convo on monetization on our episodes oh definitely but that was back in the day when yeah that was like (laughs) anchor doing monetization get the fuck out of here they'll never do some shit like that that's not their vision and i remember we were very we we had our 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 views on it and stuff and now what you know what at the time it made perfect sense because you're like they fucking pumping us full of all this copyrighted material. How are you going to monetize with that shit? Like, that's just crazy. Exactly. And, and, and to, you know, they had to backtrack on that. They had to be like, uh, you can monetize, but you're going to have to get rid of all that, you know, copyrighted material that we let you put on your episodes and shit. Oopsie. <laughs> exactly. And uh, they fucked around and gave it to us. And it's definitely changed the way in which at least how I... Um, see anchor now um some for the good and some for the bad but mostly it's positive i have mostly have had a positive experience thus far um with them including it and i was one of the main proponents uh, against the idea in a way and thinking anchor should be in this native state of being free and everybody should just be able to post whatever they want and uh, I found that people still can, and in a lot of ways, it's helping you a bit more because you can kind of get you can get a little too attached to the illegal stuff. Now, I, I, I won't necessarily say illegal, but you know, like the background music, yeah, um, bad practice. I'll call it bad practice because everybody falls into it sometimes, right? Right, sloppy, sloppy. Like when I was first doing my boss jock thing. Every two seconds, I have a laugh or applaud and shit, mm-hmm. and it's like you you can get you can do that forever because you really don't have to do that much. You just say something kind of corny and get a laugh track, and you see why you know the eighty sitcoms were so funny back then because they yeah. just you know culture people to laugh. That's that's that kind of works actually. Stuff that's not so funny all of a sudden becomes eh, you know it's getting a lot more funny when people are laughing and stuff. You know you're looking for the jokes and shit, but uh. You know what? I think you finally got a real good style with that, actually. I was enjoying it. All the laughs, all the whatever. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, because 
Because let me tell you this. I know you've got the audience in mind whenever you're doing your show. But that put it into perspective, right? Like we got to, we kind of got to see you playing literally with the audience being bought back. Right. So whatever. So it, it, it kind of was a nice back and forth. So I enjoyed it. Definitely. Yeah. And um, I, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing. I was, re- I was starting to enjoy it myself. And I think um, once Anchor kind of instituted that new model to be able to be eligible to get donations, I started to kind of like, you know what? Maybe I should try this. It'll be a fun challenge. Yeah. Because I was definitely at that transitional period where I had wanted to do something kind of a little more throwback to how I used to use Anchor. You know, you just record and talk. And it felt comfortable and natural doing that. But, you know, because when I'm using Boss Jock, I'm constantly having to trigger shit. So it's like I'm talking, but. I'm still being my own producer and hitting these buttons while I'm talking. Yeah, you're almost, you're like removed. You're removed. You're like one step away. You're like in in the moment, but then outside the moment at the same time. Dare I say, as some people, this this trigger word that they use so often, you can be a tad bit inauthentic. Mm, Because you're not really in the moment necessarily. You're kind of a little behind you. It's like a delayed live performance on some award show. Right, right. No, definitely. Because you got to, you got to, you got to be, Is you're doing two jobs. Your, your mind isn't fully on one thing for sure. Right, right, exactly. For sure. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. So, so yeah, for me, it, it was a welcoming change to uh, my rotation and station and all that shit. And, uh yeah. I went through the process of, of making like an hour and a half episodes basically to say stuff that should have been in 15 minutes. <laughs> but it was, it was, you know, it was a process that I had to go through. And That's how about you? That's entertaining though. I like that actually, you know, I am still long winded and I apologize for that for anybody that ever listens to me in the future. But um, you know what? There, there's, there's a process. I think there's a process to everything. Yeah. And the one thing that I I think for you monetization doesn't make a fucking difference is cuz you do not compromise. You did you know monetization or not, you're still going to come up with a brand new idea um and a brand new style, a brand new whatever it is. Like you're going to do something creative no matter what. And you know what? If anything, maybe monetization or the idea of I don't even know if it affects you at all, you know, like if anything, it might turn you in another direction, another spin, another twist that we haven't seen before, but that's all right. That's good. You know, for you, it's a plus, it's like a plus alpha for everybody else. I don't know. Some people, uh, I'm, I'm afraid the same thing that remains with the whole idea of monetization. I'm afraid of people get weirded out by it, you know, like how yeah. I got weirded out by it being a podcast land now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, that's that there's that, but Hey, at the same time, you can't listen to everybody. <laughs> so it's all exactly. Right. You bring up a great point with that, and that I felt initially like I kind of didn't like the idea mm-hmm. of people just coming on Anchor and trying to treat it like YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they could just come up on here and demand money from people in a way, kind of not demand, but just like. It's an expectation. Yeah. I remember I, Purs. Purs, you know, what's up? Shout out to you. I um because you probably oh. she probably is listening, but I remember she was one of the first I heard this new wave of anchor people do. 
you know, well, what? she was oh, trying to get herself in a position to get some money, and I thought it yeah. was like, "What? You barely made podcasts. What are you talking about money for?" But and I, I remember, we, yeah, That's her drive, right? This like, "Fuck it, man! I'm gonna try to get this money thing going." What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was, you know, I think I was so much against it was that it was so, it was a it was it was like an inadequacy within myself to think that I could charge for what I do. It felt like wrong. I was thinking about this today. Like, oh, tell me about it. So, it felt so wrong to me that you know I came up with these tiered things. Like, if you get my stuff, not only will you donate, but I'll do this and that for you and this and that <laughs> stuff. But guess what happened when people donated? Especially like yourself, Mister Momac. Yeah, you really didn't want the shit. I didn't it was it. it was cool. You like you like oh yeah, it's cool, but. You donated to me because of a lifelong friendship we formed and also appreciation for my content. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's that's the deal. And plus, I got to say, Anchor kind of sold it to me, too, with the freaking, you know, donate more and he gets more money. I'm like, fuck it. Give him the one more money. Yes, please give him more money. But of course, I mean... It's the support factor, right? Like, I, I think I think it was fun though that you came up with that tier stuff. That was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, but nobody like, wanted it. It was like literally, like no, but one dude was like, "Don't, no, no, don't say shit. I don't want you to say anything." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And it felt weird. It's like you just want to give me money, and I don't really do shit. But the thing is, it's because of who I am. They want me to keep doing that. Just be you, motherfucker. Don't you don't need to worry about. Shouting me out because I'm so. If one thing you know about me, Momac, I have to give the love back. You yes. feel me? Yeah. I, I just, it's hard for me not to do that. I always have to remind people every single time they get bored of hearing me talk about the Shore story when you got me that M58, you know, right, right, the right, SM58. Right. Now, I tell everybody that story because it was such a momentum shift of change for me in terms of what I wanted to do in podcasting. Um, so you don't, you didn't do it for that. You no. did it because you heard me talk about my story and how in these directions I wanted to go in. And I was talking like, you know, yeah, you time. had too many directions. Let's, let's be real. You had too many directions. I, yeah, want, I, want, yeah. I want you to try this one. How about you try this one? And I thought it'd be good for you. So I did, I did my little bit, but, um, and and the timing was maybe kind of right, you know, before letting you go too crazy. I was like, oh, maybe this will, maybe this will, it was around the holiday season, maybe, or just after. Yeah, so yeah. It felt right. It felt right. It felt right. And I was happy to do it. But you know what? It's exactly the same thing. I think this is probably how donations will work uh, for everybody. Because if you think about it, it's not like, um, you know, like your Netflix or something like. Uh, oh, you know, talk about it. It's not like that. It's not like, oh, I'm going to pay 10 bucks and I'm going to expect X, Y, and Z. Nuh-uh, man. We go into the source. It's about supporting somebody without them having to ask for a handout or anything like that. You know, like, I like the fact that Anchor let it happen so it's organic. You know, people mm. can do it behind the scenes. You know, only you and them might know. So it's yeah. kind of like a relationship. But it's not, it's like, you know, I want to do something nice with Duan. Buy him coffee? Okay. But even better. Money comes in, and you could do whatever you want with that money. Make the show better. Uh, maybe buy coffee. Maybe play your Netflix. Whatever it is, it's the nice thing to me. It's like, oh, that's what I want to do for Dewan anyway, because he gives me so much when I'm listening to the show, right? So I'm like, I just want to support the guy 
behind who's doing that. You know, it's one-on-one. It's not that, oh, I'm getting something from a company. Because everything else is getting something from a company. Yeah. And, yo, fuck that. If my cable goes out, I'm going to be like, yo, I want my money back. You know? Yeah. 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 you, You bring up great points, bro. And that was my thinking at first. It was like, well, you ain't better than Netflix, so why would I pay you this amount? Yeah. You know, that was that was my exact saying. And like you said, it's not Netflix. It's it's something different. It's something more personal. It's a more personal connection that you have made with somebody. And it's the ultimate form of appreciation for what that person does and continually do, does for you or what he did for you, he or she. So... I've come to accept that now, and I've come to also accept that, you know what, Dewan, just keep doing your thing, and you just acknowledge it. Because I think a lot of people don't even really want, they, they don't, they, they don't, you know, it's like, I, I feel like when I did do that, it seemed like nobody really was fucking with it. But the people who did donate were people who not necessarily were commenting on my stuff every single day. So it really gives you a different perspective in terms of it's not that people don't like your stuff. I talk about this all the time on my station, but it is it's it's a lot different than getting top on the leaderboard yeah. or, yeah. you know, because it's actual currency. You feel me? It's, it's not the same thing. It's hard uh, earned. Yeah, that's that's a lot different. Right. When somebody has to put it's almost like they're putting their blood, sweat and tears in that a little bit, you know. Because for some people, that donation is a big step. You know, it's like, mm, you know, like money's tight some days. So I, I definitely, I definitely think that's a, a that's a high level of appreciation. You know, even though it's it seems like it's nothing sometimes, I think it's definitely a lot more, like you were saying, than just the leaderboard or people going, oh yeah, nice episode, man. You're you're just so you're so funny, Dewan. You're just so so funny. I'm like, yeah. Come on now. You know, it's that social media game. You see that stuff happening on IG where somebody likes one, your last post or whatever. It yeah. Is, yeah. And then does the follow. So you do the, oh, come on, man. That's, that's, that's soft and dusty. <laughs> Lovely. You know what I mean? And there are, there have been, you know, great friends of mine who haven't donated. And that's perfectly fine. I don't want people to think that they have to donate. I would want them to do it just out of the kindness of their heart. Um, but also giving me time out of their day listening, that's enough, you know. So, um, and I'm also happy to report, I'll say it here first, um, that I am able to pay Netflix and still have some money to get a bag of chips now. Nice. This is what, month two or three that that's happening? Oh, it's in yeah. October. So this might be month three for you. Nice. Oh. Yeah, and I think I had a goal by the end of September. I was going to pay my Netflix in it, and I hit my goal. So Yeah, that's big, man. That's big. <laughs> so now the next goal is to pay uh, my uh, light bill. Nice. My light bill is like $50. Yep. So, so that's the next one, and I'm not, maybe that'll be by the end of November, we'll say. We'll, we'll, we'll hit that one there. So, I yeah. Hope, I hope Anchor's growing like that, man. I hope people find you and stuff on Anchor and shit. Damn. Oh, you already know the new people ain't going to find my black ass. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'm hard to find these days. I'm not calling in to everybody. And this brings up a point I wanted to make. And let's talk about it, bruh. The me. breakup of the dream team. Stirring the pot at the time. I was definitely on my Bobby Brown mode and, and of this new edition crew. 
It wasn't I was I was like I'm 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 too big for this now, man. I'm too big. I need to do something on my own. I hear you. The pot was getting tight, you know. The pot was getting tight. <laughs> you know, looking back um around that period, I remember see y'all, y'all, I'm giving y'all some behind the shit. Let's do the behind behind the scenes shit. Momac at this time was really like he was really into this stirring the pot shit, right? I was, I was. I was like, yo, Duan, we doing stirring the pot tonight? Yeah, right. <laughs> and this motherfucker was calling me on kid night. So all these kids jumping <laughs> on my back. And he trying to have some deep combo. I'm like, man, what the fuck? Do you realize episode. it's the jungle gym over here? <laughs> I remember so, that episode. Oh my yeah, God. man. We posted the episode. It was an interesting experience. Y'all got y'all can listen. I don't know which number it is. Y'all got to find it on your it's own. The but people were like, nah, man, y'all. Ray, like Ray called. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you guys can't do it with the kids. No, that's that's torture for everybody. But yeah, I think I definitely was kind of a little sick. And this was a this was a certain pe- an era though. Out not only stirring the pot, it was happening, and you know our wolf pack group, and so I was getting to this point where it's like, I'm I'm a mighty INTJ, and I'm too independent to need anybody. And then when I realized when I was out there, I was like, oh shit, I need I kind of need people. Fuck, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> This is not working as I thought. Because that's the thing with INTJs. We have these ideas in our heads at times that seem perfect to us. But since we're outside of reality sometimes, it's like once we put it into reality, motherfuckers is like, nah, bruh, that ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> this, this ain't working, bruh. I'm sorry. I'm not feeling it. You know so, what though? You had to try it. You had to try it out. You had to, you know, and that's the best part of having good friends. Your good friends will still be there. Yeah. When you're ready to come back or when you're not, it's still, it's, it's all good. It's always good, man. It's always love. But Mo Mag, you were so <laughs> patient with me. I know you was like, oh, this motherfucker. All right, I'll, I'll respect you, bro. Let's see what, let's see what you got going on. No, not at all. It was a surprise though, because it was like, it, it came. uh I would say a little bit out of nowhere, but that must be because you were working so hard. You weren't even focused, you know, like on, on everything that you were trying. I mean, you've done a lot, especially at the beginning of Agatha 3 with changing up the format. Yeah. Doing very, very, very high, high creative work. So, yeah, it makes sense now, you know, looking back, it's like, yeah, I... I just don't have time for starting to pop, man. You know, like, especially since we have no schedule, it was, I feel like we're always sneaking around just trying to make the episode work and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, it, it makes perfect sense. It, you know, never, never, never was an issue. The, the show, well, the account is still here. So that's, that's all that matters, I guess, at the end. Yeah, of the- I'm pretty sure a lot of people unfollowed <laughs> our black, they unfollowed our black and Romanian asses. <laughs> it was like, man, who the fuck is these people again? Funny, uh, funny that you should mention that and you mentioned Purs. I was talking to her, well, it was months ago, but I, I, I hit her up on Fox or something like that. And she like, yeah, what happened to starting the pot? And by that time, I was like, oh, I you know, I already forgot, you know, that that used to be a thing, and we kind of had a fan of sorts and shit. And uh, oh, know, and then he kicked the Momac kicked my ass to the curb, and he teamed up with uh, Erica, little extreme. He was like, oh, shit, I'm gonna have another group then. Fuck this shit. <laughs> he went and he fucked around, made himself a, a Bell Bib DeVoe poison and shit. And I was like, okay, he's doing his thing. <laughs> Erica says uh, hi, by the way. She she wanted to say. 
Hello. What's up to you, Erica? The samurai bow to you. That's much respect. Kiss your hand. That's a sign of respect. Hopefully she'd be blowing kisses your way as usual because she got nothing but love for you. And, and maybe a knife in the back, but I don't know about you psycho killers and shit. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we are into the true crime, addicted to the true crime. But not only that, man, I think she, she's rubbing off on me. You know, last night, by the way, just um, I'm going to do an offshoot, a little segue here. Okay. I, I went and saw, so I got movie pass. You hear about this shit? This movie pass joint? Oh, look at that, man. I thought you hated movies. That's dope. No, I love movies. I just, you know, anyway, I love movies and I love watching them in the theaters, to be honest with you and shit. Yeah. So, anyway, the wifey's out on assignment, you know, and I'm left to my own devices in the motherfucking house, right? So I'm like, right. get bored. Plus, we got, we bought this movie pass. Thing, which and now it's only like three movies a month that you get to see and whatever it's not yeah. it's it's a little whatever so i was like i'm gonna get my money's worth out of this motherfucker so yesterday i looked up theaters and they're only like three no they're like five theaters in new york city where you could do something called e-ticketing is basically where you buy your ticket online as opposed to actually showing up before the show which is going to be sold out and buying a ticket so yeah, uh, like I'm gonna have to do this e-ticket shit. Let me check it out. What's up? The closest theater from my house is 1.5 miles away. I'm like, all right, it's gonna be a healthy walk. I take a look through all the movies. I'm like, shit, ain't nothing here but some dusty ass fucking westerns. Like, God, are they still making westerns in this day and age? Right, I guess so. <sighs> it's always some dude on a anyway. So uh, that wasn't looking too good, not too promising. But then I saw Lizzie. Lizzie, the Lizzie Borden story about that, that, you know, the axe murderer. Yeah, I yeah. Like, I was like, oh, shit. I just had like a, a, a flashback to you and Erica talking. I was like, this, this has got to be like one of those moments. I got to see this movie. Fuck it. So uh -huh. I went for like the 1010 showing, you know? Yeah. And I go to get my seat online and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, man, all the other seats are sold out. There are only three rows at the front of the theater. What the fuck is this? All right, whatever. I don't care. I'm getting my seats. So I took the little seat in the corner that was available next to the handicapped spot because I was like, I'll either make the handicapped friend or just have a lot of leg room, you know? So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, was that wrong? That's probably all sorts of wrong. Let me no, that's MoMac. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's not wrong. It's just a certain level of MoMac. Damn, you're right. So anyway, so I was expecting this crappy ass theater and shit. You know, I show up for the tickets, blah blah. It's the ten ten showing. Ain't nobody there, right? I go. I'm like, oh man, it's a weird like kind of theater in the like building complex or something. It's like, oh, you know, my first time there. Really weird kind of experience. I yeah. go in the theater. One, the theater was just the three rows. It was like this little tiny theater. It was like almost like being in somebody's house, like a home theater. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but but they had the most comfortable seats. They had them big leather couch motherfucking ah. with the recline. I was like, my feet was up in the air. I'm like, oh, man, this is sweet. I'm going to watch some axe murdering in style. My feet up in the air. Oh, it was nice, man. I was so, I was so, uh, so surprised but happy about that experience. That's 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 dope, man. That you're able to do that. And uh, yeah. shout outs to Movie Pass. I was th I've been thinking about getting that shit and going back to the theater because I do enjoy it as well. Um, it's not that good it. now, man. It's so restrictive. Before it was ridiculous. Check this out. Yeah, before. you could watch like a couple movies in one day, right? 
yo, it was unlimited as many movies as you could see. The only thing they wouldn't let you do so there wouldn't be any passbacks is you couldn't use it twice for the same movie at the same time or right. watch the same movie again. So it's not like you use it, you know, then you give it to your friend and they see the same movie. So you could only see, you know, the you could only see a movie once, but you could see as many movies as you wanted during the whole time, hunt, you know? Yeah. So it was ridiculous, man. People, I heard people would just... They buy a, they'd be like buy a theater and they'd be like fuck it I'm gonna buy a ticket just so I can use the bathroom and shit like you know because it was it was unlimited but Movie Pass had to pay for that shit. <laughs> Damn, so it's abusing yeah. that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they, were go, they were going out of business, man, until they made the shift. So it's still kind of legit. They, you know, three movies. The monthly is ten bucks. So you know, like if you live in New York where I'm at. Dude, I'm saying the regular movies are like $16. So you see one movie, it kind of pays for itself. Yeah. But they got restrictions on new releases and all this stuff now. So it's a little bit tough. But before, when it first came out, there, there was no reason not to get it. If you, if you even watch one movie a month, and there's always a good movie out there, right? Like, come on, man. You know, on TV, they were in the theaters originally. So get that shit while it's fresh. Um, it was a good deal. It was a good deal for sure. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, that's dope, man. So yeah, everybody listening, that's our unofficial plug for Movie Pass. Get your, get yourself back no, in that theater. No, don't do the Movie Pass. Actually, don't do it. You will not be happy because it's too <laughs> restrictive now. It's too. Restrictive. Oh yeah, like you're saying, too restrictive. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Unless you, unless you're a real hardcore like film nerd, like like I noticed people in this movie going to see this Lindsay thing on the you know. They were doing that filmmaker shit, man. We all waited through all the credits. I was like, oh, shit, these, these motherfuckers either going to get a fucking orgy going on or they're film students. I want to see what happens. Right, right, okay. <laughs> no orgy, so I'm thinking they the second. They, you know, I might have fucking thrown them off a little bit, you know. But I was looking kind of weird, you know, being the fucking, like, bald-headed, psycho-killer-looking guy in the corner and shit. So. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> How was the film? The film, I actually enjoyed it. It was well shot. Yeah. Art direction was great. Not that many characters. So, you know, there were some surprising things. Um, very gross. Very gross. I mean, the, the you know, the axe murdering part, it was like, whoa. However, I don't know if they were trying to do this on purpose. But they painted Lizzie. I mean, you know, I don't know how much, how well people knew her and what they knew of her. As kind of uh, really sane, so I'm not gonna say she was insane. Like it was hard to tell if she was insane or what. Like what would have drove her to do something so horrific, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, what's the time period again with this? 1890 something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 92. I want to say 1892 or 1882, something like that. So yeah, it's also uh, New England, right? So you know, Massachusetts type area, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to say the least. I mean, you know, you don't get to see how life was like back then. But you know, then again, what I didn't know about this whole thing was that the family was a super rich family, and there was a big deal, like there was a big thing about inheritance. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that was like the main thing. Like, what was you know? So it might not have been just you know, like uh, I hate my parent, you know, my father kind of thing, and the mother. I didn't know this, but that was like the wife of the the father. It wasn't it wasn't her mother, so it was like you know that that was a little bit different from what I originally thought was happening. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, no. Overall, it was a it was an okay flick. I don't know if I'd pay for it at a movie theater, you know, because um, they had that girl. What's her name? Stewart. Chris. Is it Kristen Stewart? No, something Stewart. Uh, the the Twilight girl. Yeah, the Twilight girl. What the hell's her name? Kristen Stewart. I think. I think it you is, got it right. Right. Oh, all right. I'm surprised. Yeah, you know she, she's a. Uh, you know, she got those buck teeth and little chinny, but I don't know. She's kind of cute, though. She's got nice eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, plays. man. What is that creepy ass shit you put on your IG? It's used to like skinny women. <laughs> 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 I was like, what the fuck? This dude is creepy. He said, but now. I like creepy girls, man. I did. I, I like them. Like, they looking like uh, what you, the, the shit from uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he had Fiona Apple as uh, the yeah, prime Fiona example. Apple. Yes, she's the prime example of that heroin ass, skinny, crazy, you know, gauntly. Them eyes are gonna fall out of her head, kind of skinny. Like, yeah, uh, she was scary fine. Yes, she was. She was. She was sharp cheekbones and shit. <laughs> right, she gonna tell you about some shit that's going wrong in the world, but at the same time, you like, I don't care. I'm gonna get some head. She can talk about that shit. That's cool. <laughs> it's like yeah you a little dark but you're yes. cute so we can allow that shit tell Definitely. me about all the wrongs of the world and... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah but so, i'm moving up man I'm, I'm i'm i like the the thickness is good the thickness is good i think i finally i finally got into a more healthy kind of mm, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that's all I was saying. You know, just shout out to the healthy, healthy women out there, the healthy, thick women. Please, I welcome you. Kiss your hand. Wait a minute, that's your line. Yeah, yeah. Let me kiss her. You get out the way, Mo <laughs> You got a lot to risk. I'll take. The, I'll take the risk. Let me kiss the hand. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so no, that's cool, man. That uh. You've been getting doing the movies and shit like that, you know. Um, what have I been doing? See, I'm so boring because if I don't mention podcasting, well, you there's got, really no I story. Can't. You got five kids. Come on, man. You know, you, you got you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is true. That is true. See, now that's one thing I noticed with uh, Saha and I shout out to Saha is that oh, she yeah. centers her station around her kids. Like they are an integral part Whereas for mine, now and then, I have a little kitty roll call, but it's like, all right, get your little Rugrats on. <laughs> this is this daddy's time. Okay, get out of the room. <laughs> different style of parenting. I mean, I think she makes, uh, you know, the teaching part, she puts that on. You know, I mean, there are different parts of everybody wants to share, but I, I definitely like the fact that she shares the, you know, the teaching hard parenting sort of thing. It's like, uh, but, it, I, but at the same time, it does put the kids on the spot. Although that might be a good thing. You know, they might get more. Yes. You, Saha, you are kind of brutal to I'm, your kids. I'm, you treat these motherfuckers like they grown adults. Yeah, man. I thought, I'm like, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to cry. I'm like, yo, kids, don't feel bad. Wolf, you, you going to make it. You gonna make but that's so cool. She talks to him. Like, you know, I noticed like, uh, Asia, the mother of my kids, she does that as well, where she talks to the kids like they're grown. Oh yeah. That's good. I think that's good. Cause yeah, that's great. I think that's a mother of quality. They mm-hmm. all have that ability to, cause me, they're just little ass kids and I treat them that way. 
Right. No, we ain't we ain't having no deep convo. It's like, no, no, get your ass in the room. It's time to go to bed. We ain't having no convo about why Seinfeld is better than Curb. You know, get your ass in the bed. I hear you though, but that's nice, right? What a relationship. She has a relationship with a human being that's like almost grown. Like she that's that's nice. That is nice. I, I I could appreciate that, but and you know I'm I'm hating on my own kids, and I guess her kids too because I didn't have that relationship with my mom. My mom, when we had a talk, she would be like, "Hey, Duan," but hey, mom, did you take out the damn trash? Like, oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was some way of taking out the trash. That was the biggest combo we had. <laughs> I was like, "Mom, I just got MVP in the basketball league." Oh, did you take out the trash though? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when I hear all these eloquent conversations they having, I'm like, damn, that wasn't my childhood. It's time to hate. That's, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm seeing right now? Don't hate me though. Cut to your job and you taking out the trash for something. I don't even know if you look. That, but- it's it it all fits. I was destined to be a janitor at Detox. She, she worked that into you. That's fucked up. No, that's fucked up. <laughs> Thank you, Mama. Listening, you gave me the skills to take out that trash. <laughs> I'm just gonna say she kind of pushed you into it, though. She. Kinda- she couldn't. When I wanted computers and everything, she's like, hell no, I ain't buying you no computer. Take out that trash. Though. Yep, take out the trash. <laughs> but you know what? She also got you the talk boy, so... That's, that's a big thing. And because of that, I think once I did take out the trash and I earned the money, I went to get that computer, so... so yeah, it all worked out. You know what? She let you fucking handle your shit the way you want to handle it, like a grown man... Exactly. She she really gave me that independent streak because I think that's what she was trying to instill in me was that like, hey, you need to get your own money and get all that electronics and shit. I did enough. I can get you some Jordans, but that's a little out of my league. Right. (laughs) And you know what? And and I got to say for anybody, I mean, it's funny that we're making fun of sports, but I think that's important. I think everybody should probably have that growing up because I didn't have too many of those. And I'm undisciplined as a motherfucker. The only discipline I do have is apparently with the working out. I could just make time for that. But yeah. I think it's good to have a little bit of, you know, routine and discipline built in. Because it just helps you structure your day so you can structure your fucking life. Otherwise, you know, like, you could be, like, sitting around, what, today? Fuck, like, man, I don't know what happened today. Ain't nothing get done. It crash all over the fucking house, right? You know, like it, it, it just gets crazy. So for sure, that would be, that would be a mess growing up without having chores to do and things like that. I think. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't realize how wonderful routine was for me until I got a little older. Oh my god! Because yeah, yeah, yeah I was definitely. Um, I remember as a period when I was broke and I didn't have no job. And that was definitely one of the most miserable times. My mom always yelling at me, get off the internet. Because, you know, back then, AOL dial-up and shit. But once I started getting back into work, it did, like, it was it was a natural fit for me. So being an INTJ, we're all about routine and patterns and shit. So it worked out perfect for me. Whereas probably for you, it worked out perfect for you to have that flexibility and shit. 
within what you do being an ENTP. And that's another thing that's changed since our last episode. I become kind of a bit of a Myers-Briggs type indicator buff. It's something I do. <laughs> I look at it a lot. I remember at that time, I was like, oh, INTJ, mastermind. Oh, shit. I'm killing y'all motherfuckers. I got the best sounding shit. <laughs> <laughs> only, only 1%. 1%. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, 1% and I'm black. This is drop. perfect. <laughs> but then once I started to realize more and more, it's like, oh, this is kind of st- standard shit, really. And every every MBTI is great in its own way. There's no one that's the best. That's They're true. all just checks and balances. And then, and then I start learning more about the functional stacks because that's what some people can get kind of confused. They're like, oh, that's a person's a feeler. I'm not. And it's like, no, we're all feelers. It's just how the functional stack stacks up. So I've, I've become more adept now at looking at it beyond just seeing INTJ because actually my dominant function is a perceiver. So I, I really am a perceiver, but it's just in the way how I perceive that information is what makes it I more. It. You analyze it, it's internal. So yeah. Yes. Yes. It's in your mind. It's yeah. It's not like, and it's all about what is not what necessarily can be like, you're not like a heads in the cloud kind of people, you know, cause there's some people out there, but you know what the best part about it? I have to say the INT, no, the Meyer Briggs whole functional stack and everything. Yeah. It's two things. Like you were saying, how you relate to the world and how you relate to everybody around you. That's kind of the cool part where you kind of see why you kind of clash. And I'm telling everything. you, Mo Mac, it's made me a better person. <laughs> it's the closest I can come to self-improvement. <laughs> it, like some people, they get, they get uh, Gary V and shit. Yeah, Me, it yeah. was the MBTI. Like once I, I was like, oh, this is why I clashed with these people and they would block me and call me a I, troll. It's, it's not because I was an actual troll. It's just that our personality types were in such opposition to one another. And I wasn't as mature. So when you p- combine all that stuff in there, yeah, I was pretty much an asshole on Anchor One. So I sort of apologize, but I don't. And I know you said this too. That was interesting. You said, and when in a private combo we had, you said that actually, to in your eyes, a lot more people loved me than when I was painting the image where a lot more people didn't like yeah, me. Correct. I think so. I, 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 everybody I spoke to never had anything bad. Well. Not everybody, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't name, mention any names. But that's respect. That's people. respect. I don't talk to those people, but I mean, most everybody would not say anything <clears throat> up bad about you. And then if they did, I'd have to ask, well, why is that? Why would you say that? Like, what what makes you think the one is uh, X, Y, and Z? Because right. he, is he said uh, this, that, or the other thing. I'm like, so what's really so wrong with it? you know? Like, once you start asking them questions. They get frustrated. So it's, yeah, you could turn some people off. You know, some people have, um, I don't know how to explain it, but they have a problem with certain voices, you know, yeah. voices. I think that kind of like takes them back a little bit. Maybe it's the assertiveness, the confidence. I don't know. They don't like it. It, it makes them feel, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 it's all speculation because I'm not those people. I yeah. don't know what they're really thinking. I can't read minds, but it feels like, uh, it is simply a personality thing. I thought you were you were great, upstanding, honest, and funny. But you know, sometimes humor doesn't hit everybody the same way. Yeah, yeah. You know, I found that out the hard way. Humor, what can be funny to me, 
can be outright offensive to other people. Not to the point where it's like I'm some, you know, bigot or anything, but my humor, for instance, I remember rubbing people the wrong way with my white jokes. <laughs> it, it, I've, I've had some problems with people on Anchor because of the white jokes. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking of Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, yes. Chris Rock, yes. and there's a certain way there they, they exaggerate the qualities of white living upbringing and black upbringing. Right. It's like some of it has a, a, a salt, like a, a speck of truth, but it's just it's just exaggeration, and that's what makes it so funny. So that's what I would do. Like I did my white boy rage thing, right? Well, people like, had problems with that, huh? People had problems with that. Yeah, yeah. Some people didn't like the the um, the, the the depiction of that I was putting white people in, <laughs> <laughs> and they and they wanted to. So it's to be specific. Because she had already did this on her stuff, so this is not a private thing. Maria Humphreys, uh, strong body, strong soul. She, I, I, I don't know if she was took issue with it, or maybe she wanted to do her version. But hold on, hold on. But you were talking about the movies, how they do it in the movies. Yeah, yeah. So I was coming from an angle where it was a comedic bit for me. It was yeah. like something like stand-up. I was like saying, you know, like it seems, or the white boy rage, the guy just... Yes throwing everything around and he's cleaning it up afterwards. <laughs> like, you know, it's a, it's a weird thing to see. <clears throat> so she tried to do some equivalent to like, I said something like maybe they should put plastic covering on the couches next time, you know, just kind of just being silly with it. Right. Right. But she took that as like a, some, a launching pad for an idea. So she said, well, you know, blacks, uh, <laughs> She said, well, you know, blacks, the greasy hair sometimes. And that's why they have the plastic covering on the couch. (laughs) Now, I get what she was trying to do. Hope she was talking about Jerry Curls. You know, she a little. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. That's. uh, Oh. That was three, though. But all right. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a weird situation, but it, it worked. To a, a certain effect on her station. I know she didn't mean nothing crazy ill by it, but it definitely could come off that way. So that's a, that was just one example where, in my mind, I have something that's funny, comedic. Let's use it. But some people are like, that's offensive, wrong. You know, how dare you? I hear you. No, I hear you. But you know what's funny about that? I don't know how it's offensive because I could, you could point to like many movies. In fact, I just saw The Disaster Artist. Remember you were telling me about this movie with that weird-ass guy and shit? Yeah, yeah. A white boy race right up in the middle of the movie, too. I'm like, every, every show where there's like a white guy under some kind of ends up with him fucking ripping shit or throwing garbage cans, fucking up his car. Or so. It's... it's, it's you know what and the other thing Duan I think which is funny I think to me is probably everybody that had issue with you weren't big fans of Dave Chappelle or Richard Pryor either you know what I mean so they're not yeah. used, they're not you know they're not used to that kind of humor <clears throat> coming up you know like ah they you know it, it's uh, it leaves a bad taste in their mouth as if somebody's talking about them but yeah cause you know Momac again with the INTJ-ness, I do understand that there's a tendency sometimes for me to be in my own world. And some people understand. Like, you, I think you get my humor perfectly. 
Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, like, Angela Kay and, you know, obviously the mother of my kids, stuff like that. But outside of that realm, you don't really know what you're going to get sometimes. And it's fun. I enjoy that. But at the same time, yeah, so some people can at times take issue with a certain way in which how I, I apply things. And I am a, a man of chaos. So there is a certain, like, I, I am sort of like, people feel I should go at like five or six. I go at 11, you know, <laughs> because I know that's, that gives me better results. So yeah, I'm definitely like, no, nah, we're going to crank this bitch up. We want to see what really is going to happen. Cause I feel in my way, of thinking that's how people are and that's the thing with the word authentic it means so many different things to so many different people yeah, for, sure. for sure but for me authentic is when you get people out of their comfort zone oh yes yes so really i have get... to go to 11 yes yes that's good that's good that you don't stop you know most people beat around the bush and have fucking flaky bullshit conversations and hey here's here's the real conversations man that's probably one of the most Beautiful things that you could have. I mean, a lot of people have to do that with anonymity. Yeah. For them to be, you know, because I think I was just, uh, I was just thinking about that too from some combos that I've heard around, you know, uh, here, here and there. And it's like, you know, when you're on the internet or certain spaces where nobody else that you know goes there, you could be in some ways a lot more authentic. You know, because people know you, but they don't know know you, right? They don't yeah, see you yeah. and stuff like that. So you could show <clears throat> more of yourself without, you know, any inhibition. And that's a fucking great thing, man. It feels so liberating sometimes. It's amazing what you could do, you know? Like, what about you? Like, if your family was listening to you, like all the Facebook and shit, all them people listening to you on your station, would that creep you out a little bit? A little bit, you know? Like... People would have be like giving you some <clears throat> ways looks and shit like what you talking about with this, you know. Now you know it's funny for the life of me, I can't get them to listen. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> it's the it complete opposite. It's like the most craziest shit I say. They're like, what's the podcast? <laughs> so yeah, but no, I understand what you're saying. And to a certain extent, like even just Asia, just her, just one person. Right. One person. Um when she does listen. You know, um, there have been times in the past where she's like, okay, you can't say that. And oh, I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, for, oh, for, okay. Not just Anchor, but also Instagram or Facebook and shit. Like, there'd be times where I would uh, literally have sensitive information up. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd be like, oh, you got to, oh, 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 come on, motherfucker, you're going a little too far. Yeah, so, yeah. Really and that's bad. what's great about her is that she's able to do that for me at times. Cause, like, you know, I'm, I'm very impulsive. When yeah. I get an idea and I get that feeling, I have to say it. I have to say it. So um, there will be times that can make for great moments. Uh, but at the end, at other times, it could be like stuff where I'm like afterwards, I'm like, damn, I'm proud. But see, that's my point, though. I think that's where your family comes in. Like they would have issues with it, but everybody yeah. doesn't really care that much. And it does, you know, it does strike the chords that you're going for. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, man, what's the right balance? What's the right balance? Yeah. It's 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 rough. It's kind of good when nobody knows who you are. Sometimes it's, it's I don't know. It's kind of cool. I think that's like one of the best things that uh, uh, shit like this provides, man. It's like, yeah, we could just do. Uh, and the the other thing is, you can still meet some cool ass people. All right, so there are two things. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's like an amazing fucking cool ass shit. Like the internet, like ain't no other way we ever going to meet, brother. <laughs> exactly. I mean? So I'm, I'm always I'm always appreciative of that. Wow. 
And, you know, another thing I wanted to tap on was now, you know, like around the last time we had made these couple episodes and shit, I was still kind of dealing with that social aspect and component to anchor and the, the blowback. Whereas now in a lot of ways, I remember this was very controversial at the time when anchor made the leap to podcasts like full time. Mm hmm. But what went away from me was this constant need or pressure to have to adapt to what everybody else is talking about. There was definitely a period on Anchor where if you weren't talking about the Orlando shootings or Trump being elected, that no one wanted to hear what you had to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember them days. Yep. Yeah. It was like crickets. You know, you couldn't do your normal routine. So Anchor now, it's like it's kind of made it to where you have your own island and you're building your own island from scratch because they're them days of it being a gated community and everybody partying. Them days are gone now. Yeah, it's over. Fuck it. Yeah, that wasn't so good because, I mean, literally, that was what Twitter is, but just audio. And it it's not necessarily healthy, like you're saying, you know, like, uh, I don't know, people like getting all sad. And uh, I mean, maybe they had to have that happen for themselves. You know, people needed to get their expression out somewhere. Yeah. I don't know for like, you know, there are many times like uh, sometimes maybe people were oversharing too much to the point where, mm. Mm, you know, like I feel like, uh, you know, it was almost like a psychological experiment in some ways, man. Anchor, I don't know. Yeah, I, Anchor, I'm pretty sure they must have got some calls from the government. Like we we would like this information. <laughs> Y'all got some shit. <laughs> we like these motherfuckers talking about depression and shit. They just willingly talking. We want this shit. How much y'all want for this? Anchor, like, we care about our people. What, five, five million? We we care about our people. We, there's no amount. Five hundred? Oh, it will. How? What do you want? What do you want? We'll give you everything. Oops. Somebody just dropped the keys to the server. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them hard drives, just waiting for you to pick them up. I don't. But know. you know what I think also kind of happened? What? With the transition from the social component into the podcasting. It in some ways, uh, in some ways, it kind of changed the social component. Where like some people, it seemed like they had they got so comfortable with call-ins, right? Yeah, they got so comfortable with getting call-ins all the time and making anchor just this big chat room. But in a way, when it kind of changed it up, all of a sudden people were like, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. And people were like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> like, come on. No, man. No. So um, for me anyway, it, it's be, I, that's always been a it's a touch and go thing with the call ins. How much do you accept? You know, um, oh, how yeah. much yeah, do you dedicate to because it, it can get, it can, you know, it's like it's one of the things where it's like, oh, this is why they kind of made the jump to 3.0. Cause yeah, some people, I mean, it, it all really, some people, they still do it for their stations. They have a, a billion call-ins and they're responding to them or not. And that's their act. And then, and in a way it's kind of changing the face of podcasting, but at the same time, you don't want to get used to that a way of doing podcasting. Cause people ain't going to be around all the time. They got oh, shit sure. to do, you know, the, even you mo <laughs> I mean, you ain't calling in on every fucking thing I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Cause you just, that's, that's just in a way, I think it's kind of unhealthy. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's over. It's too much attention at some point. It's like, all right, man, you know, like 
when you tune into a station and you keep on hearing the same voice on the call-ins. Yeah. Like, whose show is it really, man? Come on now. Yeah. Oh, it's a little much. It's a little much. And, you know, I have to say the other thing is, uh, the good thing about that 3.0 is that they, pu- they pulled the pressure off you having to publish it because the call-ins were more like one-on-one now. You know, you have that yeah. little, that little zone where it's like voice messages between y'all. You don't even need to publish anything. And most people haven't in a way, maybe, I don't know, like it feels like there's less pressure because before it'd be like, oh, you snubbing a motherfucker if you ain't fucking published that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took the time out of my day to give you a call. I mean, all right, you did, but come on now. Don't it's like, me. well, damn, you said that you like my stuff. Yeah. Why we they, need to publish it? <laughs> yeah. like, I, I heard it. You're thank talking you. to me. Right. I said thank you. But then they're like, but I want other people to hear it. so that definitely became a thing for a while and it still is there residue still is there i hear on stations but it's definitely more it's it's not like you said it's not a slap in the face to somebody and i tell people too like thank you for the calling but this ain't exactly what i'm looking for for this particular subject and i'll explain what kind of more i'm looking for and if they they cool with it they cool with it if not that's fine too but yeah um well, kudos to you for doing that because that's legit. You know, you're answering back, and in many cases, people need that. You know, just acknowledgement and <coughs> right. stuff, right? Like they, that's doing it in kind. So I definitely appreciate that. Hey, but let me ask you this: How do you feel about this uh, anchor business only kind of deal? Because before it felt like a fucking party, and it was a little chaotic. And yeah, you get the Momax coming in with a few beers, and all shit goes <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but now it's you know it's more buttoned up business. Yeah, not business, but like. You know, like you've always had entertainment, you know, yeah. so for you in the sense, I don't feel like it's changed that much because you were entertaining before and you're entertaining now. You know, maybe it's a little more structured than before, maybe. But um, I think it, it worked out well because I feel like you got like a nice little rhythm of fitting podcasting into your life. Like yeah. legitimately, right? Like it's it's become a nice way of life for you. <laughs> this is what it is, Momac. It's like Anchor in a way was coaching us on to be the ultimate podcasters oh talk about it so with 1.0 right it was like you know talk about whatever you want to talk about okay but then you would notice like certain people who really got their shit off and was getting like a good environment it was you know a certain structure to it you know what i mean it was a certain structure still there but it was like it was training wheels on at first So I think when 2.0 came out, they were like, okay, we see what y'all been doing. We've been listening, watching y'all. Here, take this. Some people are like, no, this is totally not what I want. I'm gone. And I think what was starting to happen is that Anchor was letting them know in a way, this ain't for you. Right. This is you like to have fun. Next level shit. Right. It's cool that you like to have fun. Go to Lemur or somewhere else if you wanted to keep doing that. But what we want to do is take it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So before it was a convo, then it became a show, a radio show. Yeah. A radio show just about convo. And like you said, some people's styles, it just adapted. Like mine's, it wasn't easy. I can't say that I've had the greatest time um, with 2.0 in the beginning. I remember I had just got my AirPods. Mm-hmm. And I found that the quality was terrible. So it was oh, like, oh, I was irritated. I was like, man, what the fuck? Because at this time, I was still recording most of my podcasts with my phone. Yep, yep. But around the time, you know, so I kind of changed around that and stuff. And, you know, still doing the crackhead park and all that stuff. 
um, having fun time, being silly. But what, what also was starting to happen, right, was it was starting to be a growth within my material. So it was not necessarily like I had changed drastically. But like let's say around the time maybe to 3.0 came out. This is the era where I buy like a microphone, you know. Yeah, yeah I got something at the house. I'm, I'm setting up the studio. I'm getting in the idea of not recording while I'm out and about in the world, but taking those experiences from out and about in the world and bringing it into the house. It, Hell, I, you got props. You got sound effects coming in. You yeah, got- you know how hard it was to capture <laughs> that momentum of the crackhead parks and uh, <laughs> early in the morning and I'm in the living room. See, you getting it now. Yes. But this, yeah. but I feel this is the thing, though. This is where it's controversial. I feel this, this is what the Record with Friends was built for. It takes all of that energy, the crackhead parks and all that, and that's why I can do it like with you, with stirring the pot. Oh, yeah. And I feel it's more appropriate for this. Yes, yes, yes. That energy, that gusto, that banter. Yeah. 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 Versatility is what I kind of learned as a tool. So there was a certain energy where, like, when I'm recording on my own now, it's, it's, it's still like, it's not like I'm dead or lifeless, but it's, it's, I'm tapping into a different, I'm getting my soul. Everybody, this particular time, I'm getting in a different mode. I'm getting in that like broadcaster mode. You feel me? Yes, it's definitely broadcaster. That's a good point. That's the, I like the way that comes off. Yes, it's a broadcaster mode. Yeah. So it's a, back to your point, like with it being more business, I'm still in there with sneakers on, you know? Mm. But now I'm just wearing maybe a suit or tie, but I'm, I'm flavoring it out my style. So I'm taking what they're giving me, but I'm still adding my own shit to it. Oh, yeah. You definitely got your flair. I mean, there's nobody that does it like the fried Oreo. So, and I think that's why it. some people fell off. They, they wanted to they, – they had this idea that they were – they controlled Anchor. Yeah. They right. had this idea like they're – you know, like Anchor is – like, yeah, they, Anchor knows this is the best version because that's why I like it. But anchors like they're thinking like mm, we want to change this shit. We know y'all like all this, you know, a million replies in one post and only got three <laughs> listens. <laughs> only got three listens, but it's like eighty-seven replies and it's really just a couple of friends talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I gotta say for anchor, I don't know what they're doing, but they're always doing something. Right? They're always making changes. So yeah, I could only assume since they got all the data on their side. They're analyzing the fucking data, looking at stuff and making moves, smart moves based on like a lot of things that we don't know about. Exactly. But I have to say it's probably what the majority of people are reacting to in a positive way. So that being said, all their changes, all the stuff that they seem to make is going to, you know, it's going to keep on. It's going to keep on changing until they get something that they like. But even then, it's not like it's going to stay fixed. You know, that's the other yeah. thing. You got to figure what anchor. You just got to just expect more changes and hopefully for the better. Hopefully they keep on that. You know, it'd be a crime if they take away monetization, but they're not going to because they're getting paid too. So, you know what? It's keeping the lights on. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think you brought up a great point in that, you know, it's not set in stone. There's certain oh. things that work and there's certain things that don't work. And then sometimes, hell, they'll take away something that worked. Yeah, I mean... Or at least it seemed like it did. Like, Echoes, that still, to me, is one of the greatest moments on Anchor. Like, the balls that Anchor had to take away something that, at the time, the community was, like, 
it was like the gold standard. Nah, you man, know? That, no, that shit was controversial. That shit was controversial. Man. Yes. You know, that shit killed friendships. Yes. <laughs> you echoed the wrong person's shit. Ooh, that made a lot of people desert anchor, boy. I tell you. Yeah, that echoing stuff. They're like, then motherfucker gonna take my shit, then cut it up to make this shit. Fu-. Mm. You know, like definitely, definitely. That was not. That was. I think it was so. You know what? They thought everybody had good intentions, but uh-uh. right. Think- <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's great about this convo we're having? What's that? Is that now? This is where. It's it's not I don't really hear it as much. Like I remember there was a big like you know I remember the one point the one point people when two point came out and how they were saying I'll never go on two point right. Then once one point got was gone they're like okay well I like two point then three point like I'm never going to three point you know so it's kind of you it, it's like that stuff has kind of died out now. It, I don't, I think people are coming back that really want to try it out and give it a good, you know, whatever, but they're not expecting as much, I would say, you know, it's, but it's, it's a lot harder because like you were saying, the transitions, I think the one thing that was interesting about the 2.0 is that, um, it wasn't, you know, like that station idea. Yeah. What you could post shit during the day and it would still bubble up to the top and somebody you and fall into your station by, uh, that happening. So, the people that were posting often in small chunks were still pretty popular in a sense. But for you to create a whole show now, that's a whole different mindset, you know? It, it, it is. You you bring up a great point. And some people still do their own thing. Like I saw how she did that. I think she still does that where she posts throughout the day. And Oh, really? Oh, she really? just okay. throws it up throughout the day. And I guess, you know, if the fans are loyal enough, they'll just come back to see what's been updated and stuff and you can make a whole thing of it but yeah it definitely that was one of the hardest things for me to transition into isn't it was isn't it was to go from dewan doing his crazy crackhead park stuff and all that but in a way the moment kind of is lost because if i already had made something earlier in the day and then i put that up not a lot of people are going to be no because they only know that first segment that came up yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't jive. You know, it doesn't work anymore. And that's why call-ins don't work either. Because people are coming in a different. You know, you brought up a great point with call-ins. You're like, why motherfuckers calling in and shit about shit that happened yesterday, 24 hours ago? Well, it's yeah. the first time they heard it to them. It's new to you. It's like I've been done with that for like the last 13 hours. Oh you know my mean? goodness, you bring up a. <laughs> oh my god, that was such a big problem. I mean, I was such a. Uh, like a bitch about that. <laughs> I don't know if it was a bitch. I think it's a real legitimate complaint. It's like how you know. It's like it's you're done with it. It's like it's not even a thing, and you getting callings about it is just like it doesn't make sense. You know, like the time. But see, that's how I learned from Anchor. I had to be cutthroat with that sort of stuff mm. because after a while, you. I mean, it, it's great when you when you got an idea that hits, and it's yes. like it's kind of like mini trending, and people are calling in about it. But then when you're kind of done with it, but they're like, no, nah, this is the best thing you've done ever. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. I don't want to talk about anything else. And then it's like, OK, well, we're moving on. So I had to train my audience to that. And now I don't have that. That's not a problem ever yeah, anymore. Not, yeah, for sure. For sure. But, but I it think was. But I think it's kind of nice. I think it's the format change that you kind of adapted to and said, you know what? I'm putting out a show. It's a show. It's a whole yeah. chunk. Yeah, you know, I might do some call-ins about it later. We could talk about it, you know, whatever. I'm not bringing it back to this show. I'm going to do it separately, which makes perfect sense too, because it's like 
you know, maybe it's a one-on-one thing or maybe, but that, that'll be entertaining as well, but it's, yeah. separate. it's separate, you know? So, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense to me for, you know, keeping the anchor shit alive, stuff that just happens on anchor, maybe stays on anchor. That's cool too. And then you just have legitimate, you know, podcasts that go out there and go out to the world. I think that's cool. You know what? Funny thing, Duan, talk about shit. I, I put up an episode about some stupid movie review thing. I look on anchor. I get 13, just 13 views, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. right, cool. Let me see who the old school that took a look at it. I look. It's like you, Saha, maybe somebody else, Erica. That, that's it. All other 10 are from the who knows where, web listeners or some shit like that. Yeah. What? Like, it totally blew my mind. I'm like, oh, my God. There's a lot more people listening other places. Not to say that they weren't originally from Anchor. Who knows? But it's almost like there's a whole other world out there that, you know, I'm still not seeing. But it's there. That though, That's what you got to go after, man. The stuff does not ha- happen on Anchor as much anymore. And I kind of like that. That's And that was another controversial move I made where... I cut down the following list, bro. Yeah. I was following maybe 400 people. I knocked it down to 30. Wow. Wow. Because I just, I felt that I've, I felt that I hit my ceiling with anchor. And then two, I felt I hit, I lost my patience for the whole, Hey, welcome to anchor, man. You know, the, I'm not, I'm not the guy to do that anymore. Yeah. I'm kind of more like, okay, what's my topic for the day? <laughs> you know, like I'm not trying to, build an anchor audience on that platform anymore i feel like i've done enough and i've got the core people which shows within my donations these are the core people it's not new people you know you're not gonna get no I don't, at least i haven't seen it that maybe that's a different level of fame i haven't experienced yet where motherfuckers who don't even know you never talk to you yet donate to you <laughs> but um one day I've, I've yeah one day. one day i found that now like Instagram, Facebook, going on those places gets the listeners now to the Spotify's and radio ones and all that shit. So yeah, that's definitely a, a good look. What you, what you had mentioned. And a lot of people too, is the way you listen to anchor now is so diverse. Whereas before you pretty much had to be on the app to listen to it. Whereas now shit, you can, you don't need, you could d- delete anchor and just subscribe to the people that you want. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's nice. just like an old school podcast feel. Yeah, it's nice. It feels like a legitimate. By the way, I'm gonna tell you this. I listen to some highly produced fucking podcast, or the charm. This, this and some other one. Yeah, yours is still the most entertaining. The still the one I listen to first. That's why I like shit. I gotta donate. Motherfucker, make me donate because yeah, that's a good look. Appreciate yeah. it. Not just to be kissing your ass, but it's also um, it sounds just as piff or even more so because of your authenticity the way you said it authentic like well maybe because i know you want to one and who's to say that those people aren't all that authentic but I guess right right they got sponsors that they have to fucking do little commercials for and yeah once that shit creeps up i'm like oh my god y'all y'all just so bad yeah, so bad. you hate it, but you uh, you're no. you're happy that they're being because that's pretty much a sign of them being successful, right? It's good, good for them. Good, good, great that they got sponsors. Sometimes the sponsors are good fucking companies too. Good services, something that I won't want to hear about. But then, yo, it's so sad when somebody trying to make a fucking commercial and like this one show is called The Art of Charm, right? These motherfuckers yeah. are talking about yo, come down. We teach you guys how to be real guys, be charming, blah 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 talk legit authentic all this shit right yeah like all right cool then they come up to the commercial thing and it's like they're reading the script bro and it's so bad it's like (laughs) 
What do you think about this, Johnny? Oh, yeah. I was just there yesterday. I'm like, oh, my God. You guys suck. I'm never fucking going down to <laughs> You are awful. You are not charming. You are the total opposite. You fucking suck. And, I, you know, I, I want to say this. I think I like it best when they just do the ad. Like, don't make it creative. Just yeah, fucking don't. do it. You know, like, it's, it, it's more annoying when they try, because they all think they're doing something original. It's, when they try to spin it a dip, just do the ad. Just read the script. Don't don't make it creative and clever, and you know, I, I make get it that. personable. Just, just do tell it. Tell me about the motherfucking ad. Like, oh yeah, these guys do this. They fucking it costs this much. It's great because X, Y, and Z, and they're better than the other people because, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z. Whatever the fuck. Like, just make it simple. Like this creative shit. Like I was just there yesterday, and my sister came in the door. I'm like, no, you guys. She did not. <laughs> You don't even have a And it's like all their loyal fans are not going to be buying those products anyway. Maybe, maybe not, but it's just it's just it fucking ruins their fucking reputation. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, oh my god, you guys, I feel like I gotta tell them. I feel like I gotta tell these people, but then I'm like, who I don't have to be the asshole. Nah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna right. do it. It's so it's so funny. So um What was that? Oh my uh TV a cut on. All right, all right. So I guess that means we got to wrap it up. That's a perfect time. The TV let us know it's the TV alarm. You're so the missing you, Dewan. <laughs> what a glorious comeback. <laughs> yes, it's been fun. We stirred up the pot with fucking many, uh, we, uh, you know, sprinkled a lot of shit on there, a lot of interesting things. For anybody that's listened this far, I thank you immensely. You're a beautiful people and a great audience. And uh, come back for our next episode. Who knows when that? Yes, will. we're not dead, y'all. We just, you know, we, we had to take a break, but we back now. It's the reunion show. We're doing it next week. Reunion for real. I uh, I might have had a few drinks, so that might be <laughs> that might be the whiskey talking. Next time, I'll keep it clean. I will keep it clean. I promise. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for listening. I don't know what episode number this is. Maybe nineteen. I think it's a good number. Yeah, nineteen. Mm. That we'll was see. A good year. That was a good year. I gotta tell you, nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I like about nineteen-year-old? Wait, no, I don't like nineteen-year-old girls. That's terrible. I'm stopping. I'm stopping. That's it. Rolling out. <laughs> good night, folks. Peace and love, everybody. <laughs>